Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Freedom Wire, your number one source for patriotic truth. Again, we are down one Grace Soldata today, and um, but she'll be back next week. So for those that tune in to hear her viewpoints and tune in next week, come next week. <laughs> yeah. However, stay for this episode though, because uh, if you that, if that's what, what we, you want, but if we you, have good opinions. Yes, too. if you want to talk about or listen to three the three Stooges talk about um, the Derek Chauvin verdict, then you're in the right place. Uh, but before we jump into that, do us a favor, like this video, share this video. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel and hit the notifications bell. That way you'll know every time a new episode is up. Also, comment on this video. Do you think Derek Chauvin got what he deserved? Comment below. Do you think it was heavy-handed? Comment below. Also, if you're not a member of Freedom Wire, why not? You should be. It's really easy to do. Click the link on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. Somewhere over by me. Do it. This general area. And uh, give us your email. We'll start sending you stories that are important to conservatives like you and like us. You probably won't read anywhere else. All right. Uh, we both filmed a couple rants. We each did a rant Also yesterday. go online and look that up. Yes. On our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel. So I, I filmed a rant on it. Uh, Ryan also filmed a rant on it. Um, a lot of weird things coming uh, from this. So Derek Chauvin was was found guilty on three counts: uh, second degree murder, third degree murder, and second degree manslaughter. Which is really weird that you can. It seems like one of those should be enough. Um, I don't understand law. I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not even going to go there. Um, if you watch my rant, you'll hear me say that I don't believe. Uh, murder should have been the charge. Um, murder implies intent and forethought, and uh, I don't think Chauvin planned to murder George Floyd that day. I think part of the the murder charge was that the murder was committed while committing another violent felony, which I think is where the manslaughter thing comes in. It. It's, it's very weird, uh, you know, the argument was made that they overcharged him way back in the beginning, but they got guilty on all three counts, so that's that's a little bit surprising, but... Well, luckily, they didn't go with what Maxine yeah. Waters wanted, Everybody which was wanted first, first degree, degree murder. Which, you know, as, which, as we discussed, uh, the degrees of murder are not a ranking of how bad the murder was. It's about intent and premeditation beforehand, but... You know, of course, we're dealing with leftists who don't actually care about legal standards, as we'll get into, but yeah. Ryan's got some facts. Well, I'm not going to read course. all of them. I'm just going to read the third-degree murder charge, which I think is asinine that he got convicted of. This is Andrew McCarthy wrote this over. He, the best piece I've seen about the trial, he wrote uh, at National Review. And this is about third-degree third degree murder. He goes, It is homicide caused by reckless acts taken with depraved indifference to human life. The classic example is a sociopath who indiscriminately shoots a gun into a crowd, not intending to kill or harm any particular, particular person, but heedlessly created a patent risk of death or severe injury to anyone in the vicinity of the act. So it doesn't even make any sense for this. There was only one person involved in it. It was like George Floyd. Like it wasn't indiscriminate. It wasn't depraved mind. So that's the way. If I was going to be, you know, critique any of the, it would definitely be the third degree. I have no. That shouldn't even been allowed in the case, honestly. From what I've been, and this, I, he's not the only legal expert I've heard say that. So unlike other programs where you actually look at the charges themselves and not get caught up in the, the hoopla of it. But I mean, I, I'm not going to go over it again. I did, like Sean said, I did it doing a rant. If I was to, on the jury, I would definitely probably convict manslaughter. The other two charges I thought were much harder to prove. 
Um, it's just I just still can't go over the fact of no matter. I know he called the ambulance and all this stuff because, but just hard to imagine that he needed to be on. And it wasn't even his neck. I mean, it was his upper back, right? I mean, they, there's it's conflicting evidence if it was his actual neck. Or yeah, back. It, it's like I, I saw a video where it didn't look like it. Like yeah. it, there was no bruises though. They found that out. there was no bruises on his neck. They were saying. Yeah, it, like conflict yeah. again, conflicting. Now here's here's one of the biggest problems I have with the entire thing. The medical examiner admitted that uh, George Floyd had an enlarged heart due to, uh, you know, uh, fentanyl overdose. No, 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 or, that wasn't. Oh no, no. no. just due to a, just yeah. due to having Pre-ex- heart disease. Pre-existing condition. Pre-existing but. condition. But he had a lethal dose of fentanyl in his system. This was admitted to, and and the medical examiner said what was he was asked directly. Do you believe that the heart disease? And the fentanyl played a part in George Floyd's death. And he said, yes, I do. Right. Now, how, and then he said, and then he, the next line, he goes, I still believe this is a homicide. It does not make sense. No. So what are we supposed, what are cops supposed to do? Before I, before I restrain you, do you have any drugs in your system? Do you have any yeah. medical preconditions that means I cannot restrain you. This this is the talk of social workers right here. And by the way, you gotta remember George. Impractical. Right, George Floyd asked to be put on the ground. He was they put him in the car. Like like he wasn't just they didn't just put him there, and, you know, for the hell of it. But I don't, it's just I think that's the point though is that if we actually are actually breaking down the case and we admit that we don't necessarily have the right. But nobody else is doing that. Everybody has their preconceived notions of what happened. They're not actually talking about the evidence in the trial itself and the law. And that's, to me, the biggest concern I had, I talked about this in, the, in my video yesterday, is that, to me, it seems how quickly the jury made their decision. They didn't ask for any clarifications about any of the laws or, or evidence from the judge. You know, that's usually very common that juries do. And within, within hours, they had already convicted them all three accounts. It, to me, it just looked like the mob won the day. And again, I'm not, it wasn't in the jury room. I gotta be care, I gotta be care. But still, at the end of the day, how can you not, it has to go through your mind at least, right? That the mob had to have something. Well, and I'm going to call them. And the point mob. is, we're we're not here to relitigate the trial. That it was on video for the last two, three weeks, so it's not like we need to go over every detail of it. But there was a pretty substantial debate over you know the reasonable doubt that the defense presented and everything, and whether you think uh, Derek Chauvin deserved to be sentenced or not, or to you know be convicted on all three counts. That's a completely separate issue here. The main question that people are having is, was the jury influenced by threat of violence, mob rule, intervention from politicians? Because, you know, in our last episode, Maxine Waters literally went out and demanded that rioters become more confrontational if the verdict was unsatisfactory. Then the judge told the defense, yeah, she kind of just gave you something that you can use on appeal, which... On, on further thought, really indicates if the judge thought there was grounds for a mistrial, he should have yeah, he right, should have right. declared a mistrial. What that indicates is that this judge is a coward. He is. Like, oh, th- yeah. there's legal grounds for a mistrial here? I'm not going to declare one. You can file an appeal based on How it. is... Because I think it's where you're going with it. I don't. Uh, how was the jury not sequestered yeah. the entire trial? No sequestered They did that jury. in OJ's trial. Yeah. Why did they do this in this trial? This is the most public trial in years, and you're going to tell me that they're not going to go home and watch the news, and they're not going to see the and what's going on. They're not going to see what Maxine Waters says. That is a terrible judge be, that on that judge's part. It, I mean, it's even worse than moving the trial because I, I mean, 
they probably should have moved the trial too. But even, but it's such a popular case. I'm not really sure how much it would no, have. But uh, definitely the sequestration yeah. had to have happened. As I it see didn't. it, Derek Chauvin deserves to have criminal charges brought against him. He deserves to be punished for something. But if you're going to do that, don't you want to make sure that it's done in the best possible way, in a way that will not be overturned by appeals? Because imagine if this case is brought before Supreme Courts and, you know, appeals courts and everything, and it's overturned. A mistrial is declared. It's going to be even worse. Imagine the rioting that would break out after that. So you'd want to make sure that, okay, we're going to convict him, but we're going to do it right. Politicians, shut up. Stop weighing in on it. Sequester the jury. Get the cameras out of the courtroom. Move the trial. Move the trial to a place where you can actually have a fair and impartial jury. Because Which I don't see that being anywhere. I mean, now that that, yeah. that was my point. Is the sequestration yeah. and more problem? They should have been mm-hmm. sequestered more than even the venue change. Yeah. But but and, and and the bottom line is, I don't believe true justice was reached. Well, neither does the left. So that's okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> we'll but, that, but but you know they the, came to it for the wrong reasons, basically. Well, yeah, the, yeah. justice would have been the truth. The truth was murder was not the intent. Murder does not seem like it should have been on the table whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Derek Chauvin was not a good person, right. by all accounts. His personnel jacket's a, mm-hmm. yeah. six inches thick with a, the amount of things he did wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're dealing with some saint who is a no, dedicated this, and, public and, and servant. We, nobody here is defending Derek Chauvin. No. If you not put on a back, person. if you put on a back the blue T-shirt, you're not representing Derek Chauvin. You're representing the good mm-hmm. cops who are right. in with him. And most good cops agree. This guy was a piece right. of garbage. And that's how you can always tell. And, yeah. then, and then with this Columbus shooting, they're all there on the other side. He did the right thing. Right, right. exactly. Yeah. So it's like, that's, but, that's another thing that's we'll a, get into in a minute. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but the bottom line is, the bottom line is, no justice. This isn't justice. This is vengeance. Mm-hmm. At the very, at the, and there's a difference and there's a problem when there is vengeance instead of justice because... If they're willing, and I said this yesterday during my rant, if they're willing to sacrifice Chauvin for the mob, that's that's how it begins. Then anybody, yeah. anybody can be the next sacrificial lamb. And that, that's scary. Yeah, that is. But also, I want to add because I was watching ABC News here the other day, and it's always a fury. It's hard to watch mainstream media. Anyway, but they were talking about. Uh, they were saying, Amer- not, it's not just Derek Chauvin on trial, it's America on trial. I go, no, it's Derek Chauvin on trial. It is not America. Not to mention, there is still zero evidence of this being a racist, you know, targeting him because of his race. There's zero. Even the prosecution didn't bring that up at all. No, there, there was no Because there was no evidence charge. about that. But yet, we're supposed to believe that this was a racist killing. Yeah, if you go on the street right now and you ask somebody, you know, like, was Derek Chauvin a racist or whatever, they're more likely going to say it was a racist killing if they thought he was, like, guilty or whatever. Then they're, and with that, zero evidence of it. Yeah, and that's the narrative they're trying to build. And right. in, the, in the follow-up to the trial, which I think, you know, we've covered the trial sufficiently. We have videos on it that if you want to blow-by-blow, blow, we've, we've provided plenty of those. But when you look at the response to it, they immediately pivoted to this isn't justice because any number of reasons. Uh, 
we had a couple politicians like AOC saying, well, real justice would have been George Floyd getting to go home that day. It's not justice until we fix the system. We got Ibram X. Kendi, the guy who's currently the main prophet of critical race theory, saying, it, it's not enough to convict Chauvin, we must convict America. Well, that's not how the justice system works. The trial was for Derek Chauvin, and honestly, like all the people discussing it as, oh, the George Floyd trial. George Floyd's not on trial. Derek Chauvin was on trial. It's the Derek Chauvin trial. George Floyd was the victim, regardless of how many terrible things and, he did in his life. And, and, and here's here's a better, a better, yeah. If we want to put America on trial, okay, let's put America on trial. That means the mainstream media. Mm -hmm. That means the politicians. That means everybody who has perpetrated this this narrative of racism and systemic racism. We were talking about systemic racism earlier. Most people can't define what systemic racism means. It was invented to be ill-defined and vague because they can apply it to anything. A government policy, a politician, of the way a corporation works, it's all systemic. It's just the system. Nobody can point to an individual specific example right, but because right. they're not supposed to. If you can, then when you ask them, point me to a policy, point mm -hmm. me to a law that will sh that treats one race different than another. Show me. I will. Be, and, and we. I mean, that's part of what critical race theory is. Well, you just it's just inherent. Yeah, it's just, yeah they, they want to tell you it's yeah. it's not they, explicitly spelled out. It's woven into the Constitution by our racist There is fathers. a reason why the Statue of Justice is blindfolded. There is a reason. It has nothing to do with, with what looks to be anything, or color, uh, gender, religion. None of that stuff matters. That's why the Statue of Justice is blindfolded. What matters are the facts. And it's like the facts got ignored. But then they'll want to critique the symbolism of, you know, Lady Justice being depicted as a European-looking woman, not a black woman or, like, any other race. And that's the whole point. Because they'll just argue the insane symbolism of things. Because the entire point of critical race theory is to have it be poorly defined what they're fighting against. Because then that just lets them lump everything. The whole point is that they were not looking for justice for George Floyd, they weren't looking for a punishment for Derek Chauvin, they're looking for a cultural revolution. And that's what they're pushing for. Because that's why... But they don't even know what they want. They don't know what they want. No, that's but the thing. Most people don't know what they want. The higher-ups know exactly what they want, and it's cultural Marxism. And they want power. And they, they want, want power. cultural Marxism, but I wonder... It's, it's always Marxism. Yeah, so who else thinks this is systemically racist is uh, our, our wonderful Captain Unity president. Joseph R. Biden says, It was a murder in the full light of day, and it ripped the binders off the whole world to see the systemic racism the vice president just referred to. The systemic racism is a stain on our nation's soul, the knee on the neck of justice for black Americans, profound fear and trauma, the pain and the exhaustion that black and brown Americans experience every single day. And then he goes on to say that last summer's riots were peaceful, by the way. Yeah. The, he, <laughs> he literally said that in the, next you know, the people were united yeah. uh, in peace and with purpose. Are you serious? Yeah. Yes, yeah, right this, this is the problem because here's the transcript. You can read it for yourself. We have been <sighs> we have been infiltrated by this narrative at the highest conceivable levels now. In the 2020 election, we saw the victory, alleged victory of the, this narrative winning out. 
over the narrative that America is a good place. But he can't define it. It goes back to what you're saying. If you, were to ask, if you were to ask Joe Biden, you wouldn't be able to tell. You'd just say, well, he'd probably give some anecdotal. That's always their thing. They'll, they'll pick out one little you know, incident. or not but, little, but, yeah. And then they'll just say, well, the whole system. is." What but, it, yeah, yeah, they say the system. Yeah. Okay? The system. What is the system? The system is policy and laws. Yeah. Show me. That was a disgusting speech by Joe Biden. Though, Joe, by you, you know, I'm not, he's the president was, of the United States. It does matter what he says. That was I, the point of Ryan's whole video. That, that, he that, is yes, the president of the United States, so it does matter what he says. And I, and and, yeah. and he he's a hypocrite. He's he's made racist comments throughout his life. Racial jungle. He did the 1994 crime bill. He's like all these things, and now he pretends like oh. I wasn't here for the last 50 freaking years. Who was his mentor? Robert Byrd. Mr. KKK. Ku Klux Klansman. Oh. Robert Byrd. So Joe, we're supposed to listen to Joe Biden on race? Screw this guy. But I kind of wanted to, I also something I wanted to talk about was Nancy Pelosi's weird statement about thanking George, George Floyd, looking up this guy, thanking George Floyd for dying for justice. And then he goes on and thank you for cleaning up your mom. The reason I thought, think that, Besides the well, fact, there's a I thought, I thought we don't use mom, daughter, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Besides the fact, it's just a weird, bizarre statement. Is that I thought it was very telling in a way, not in a way that he, she was like, "Thank you for sacrificing yourself for our cause, George. Thank you for being our, our pawn in our game." Yeah, Thank that's what it sounded. And that's, as, yeah, as it turns out, uh, they. Like if George Floyd had had his option, yeah, I don't think he would have died. I'm pretty sure he would have yeah. chosen not to die, yeah, sure regardless did, of whether yeah. he died from suffocation under the knee of a cop or a heart condition Jeez. or a fentanyl overdose. I'm pretty sure, regardless, he would have picked surviving that. Yeah. So, so he didn't sacrifice himself for anything. She basically just point proved our point and that we've been saying that they just use black people. And the, this is a they much bigger more. issue because you yeah. saw. She looked up to the heavens and thanked him for sacrificing himself. And all the people standing behind her nodded along solemnly as she, mm. as she, you know, invoked the spiritual presence of George Floyd, thanking him yeah, for his sacrifice. Yeah, you think that was weird? You think We've seen like, Wait, for the last year, uh, as wokeism slowly infiltrates the modern church, we've seen pastors get up on the pulpit and say, "Just as Christ took on the sins of the world on the cross." George Floyd oh, bore the God. weight of our racism on his neck the day he? he died. No. No, 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 no. Did Jesus have fentanyl where, no, no, where, did, where did this, where did you... The, 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 I've seen multiple pastors say okay. these things. Yeah. And right. I, I could do I could do a three-hour episode on condemning the woke church, but that's just because uh, when I'm not on the podcast, I'm a really fired-up Christian on completely non-political grounds. But this is this is the point. They are trying to build a religion around these people. And these are the people who tell you that anyone who adheres to a religion is, you know, a a, kook. a, a rube, a kook who who cannot be taken seriously. But you, the the whole say their name thing, you know, every time a black person is killed in a narratively convenient way, they start the hashtag say their name. Breonna Taylor, say her name. George Floyd, say his name. This isn't just building up a list of people to remember them. There are circles within the Black Lives Matter movement that literally have the say their name thing as we are invoking their spiritual energy to lend power to our movement. And they are open about this. This is not some like crackpot conspiracy how we, theory. How about we start another another little chant? Say their crime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because every one of them every right. single one of them were committing or under investigation mm -hmm. of a crime. But just as when a person 
accepts. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter, again, it doesn't matter the color of their skin. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah, like when a person accepts Christianity, their sins are washed away and they become a new person. When a person is killed by a cop in a way that is convenient for the movement, their sins are washed away. They become white as the driven snow and they are elevated to sainthood status purely but, because the matter of the, the manner of their death was convenient. Along those lines, did you hear, hear what George Floyd's brother said yesterday? I, I tried to restrain to the family, but this is too outrageous. He compared his brother to Emmett Till. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Emmett Till, a 14, was he 14, 14 at the time, boy. was accused of raping this white girl, which we could, which obviously apparently... A false accusation. false accusation. His, her relatives go to his house, beat the crap out of him, throw him in a river, or shoot him, right? They shoot no, him and throw him, him, him in a river. Throw him in a river. Throw him in a river. For on that, to compare George Floyd to that guy, without, I do, again, I don't think George Floyd would be dead, but the point is he was a criminal. Like he was, like he was it, in that position for a reason. He, I mean, regardless if you think it's a small crime or not, counterfeiting but is still not a only, yeah, not only a criminal in his past, but in the process of committing a criminal act at the time of his encounter with and police. Resistance. Yes, yeah. yeah. And so, so these are these are completely different things. Yeah. But they want to roll it together because any person should feel like a twinge of shame for our history with Emmett Till. But that's the point. It's in the past, which was which we, we have improved. Yeah. We have gotten better. And that's why, as soon as the Chauvin verdict came out, we saw every facet of, uh, you know, the, the left movements. You know, our politicians like AOC, people on the news, uh, Twitter accounts like the official BLM account, the ACLU, all these posted, like, this wasn't justice, this was just accountability. Justice comes when we erase the, the broken racist system. That's what they're going for, because if the Chauvin verdict was justice, that would imply that the system is capable of bringing justice, which means the system has gotten better. But they don't want you to believe that. They want you to believe that we haven't improved since the 60s. We haven't improved since 1619, according to them. Everything that has been in place since then, which 1619 wasn't the origin of the United States government, uh, that, that's a lie, that's revisionist history, and yet it's being taught as fact. They want you to think that from that day, we have not improved even slightly on race relations. Because they don't want to solve things. They want to perpetuate the problem to continue profiting off of selling you a solution. They, just like any infomercial that has ever existed, they invent a problem that you weren't having and sell you a product you don't need because it gets them money. Well, I had a debate on social media uh, the the guy said, "Well, if this was happening to white white kids, you wouldn't be saying the same thing." What? And I said, "2019, nine unarmed black people were killed." Uh, at, at, yeah, and, to, and at it was 19, 19, 19, 19 whites, whites unarmed. And to clarify, and unarmed does not mean not posing not, a threat, right? Because. Included in that is anyone behind the wheel of a vehicle, Lash, anyone, yeah, anyone fighting with their right. fists, anyone using a weapon they took from the cop. Mm -hmm. That's all counted in unarmed people. Last year you said it was 15 unarmed black people were killed. Yeah. And how many 20, whites? I think it was like 21. Yeah. 21. So it's pretty consistent. So it, it's, it's compared it, to like how many Now, and, then, and, we're, and this is, these are actual numbers. And, and of course, the left will say, well, look at the, look at the population, okay? If you want to keep breaking down that statistic, mm -hmm. look at the population, 13% black, 50% of the robberies, 15% of the murders. This, it's not about color, it is about crime. Mm -hmm. That is the problem. 
the police go to where the crime is. Yeah. It's not, and, and now, can we have a debate on how we can help these people pull themselves, pull themselves up? Not us pull them up. Oh, home. don't say that. The bootstraps. And, 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 yeah. and, I, and by these people, by these people I say the poor. Mm-hmm. The poor. It's not people of color. It's not blacks, Latinos. No. When I say these people, the poor people of America, we need to teach them and help them lift themselves up. And that will be one of the... Lo- that If you want to lower the crime rate, education. Uh, stable uh, family stable structure. Stable family structure. All these things go into effect. So, CNN has just admitted that they don't talk about black-on-white crime or or uh, whenever a white person is shot. What about black-on-black crime? Oh, my gosh. Which we we saw happen in Ohio. And remember, Chris Cuomo literally just said, we need... until white kids start getting killed, nothing is going to get better. Like, it's time to start killing more white kids. Was essentially what he said. And it's happening, Chris. It's happening. You're just not opening your eyes. There was a, a kid, uh, very young, I can't remember how, exactly how old, but 12 and 14, who was pointing an airsoft gun at a cop and got shot just a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened to Tamir Rice. You've yeah. heard of Tamir Rice for years. This this kid's death didn't even make a splash. No, you didn't. And even... it's it's wrong in both counts, but it's also but wrong. is it wrong? It's also wrong to allow kids to be pointing guns at cops. Right. Well, that's what fake. I'm saying. Like, is there is a problem. It is not racist policing that causes kids to point weapons. The bad at parenting. Them. Yeah. Like there needs to be something. Yeah, that no, it society is. fixes. About Thomas Sowell has written about it. I wish every American was kid was required to read Thomas Sowell. Of course, they'll never be. Uh, exposed to him, but he's written about this for his entire career, the breakdown in the and the African American uh, family. How yeah. and because uh, like before, like even the welfare, you know, the great poverty, you know, war and poverty, or Lyndon Johnson, uh, it was the blacks, black families were a huge part of their lives. They were actually advancing economically. That never gets talked about before the Civil Rights Act. Is I know it's kind of surprising, but they actually were, and a lot of it had to do with the family unit. And now. And if you look at it, I mean, 70, I think it's almost 80% now. Last I saw, 75% of black kids are born out of wedlock. I mean, there's, so there's no father. So that cracked me up when uh, Kamala Harris before, I'm not going to get into it, but before she, Biden came out, she said that, you know, black people are fathers. And I'm going to go, no, a lot of them are. I'm just being honest, they're well, not. Well, they may be fathers, they're not But dads. they're not dads. And, right, and, and right, right. In low-income white communities it's very the same, similar the same like, thing they want to have this whole divide that exists but if you look at poor inner city black communities and poor rural white communities they are almost exactly the same statistically very similar culturally yeah uh, yeah and that's the problem because I, we myself do not, we do not have a racism problem in this country yeah. but there is rampant classism right. and trying to apply racism solutions to classism problems is just making everything worse because you're you're not actually fixing the problem i i am the product of for there was uh three years where i didn't have a father figure in my life my my parents got divorced when i was two from two to five there was no father figure in my house my mother and i my mother was had one income, she worked as a bank teller. She didn't make a lot of money. When you don't make a lot of money, you you live in not a great part of town. 
when you live in a great not in a not great part of town, bad stuff happens. I had bikes stolen. I had my big wheels stolen. I had all this stuff happen. And if I would have stayed in that environment, if my mother and I would have stayed in that environment, I would have been going down that same road because it it becomes natural. It becomes okay. It becomes what you know. Oh, I can take a bike. Somebody took my bike. I'll take this bike. This is what happens to the poor. I was there. Luckily, my mother found somebody who, that's another story, but you know, I did get a, a father figure in my life, but at the same time, it's a it can be a double-edged sword because you learn that okay this this was the life I could have led this is the life I'm on eh, what could have been better it's really simple and this has been proven study after study how you almost be guaranteed never to live in poverty in America when you get older is if you if you come from a nuclear household you come from two parents you graduate high school and you get a job early like you know, like a, you know, that's why again, minimum wage. That's a whole other discussion. But that keeps kids from getting that early job because they're not going to get, paid, you know, they're mm -hmm. not going to get paid. That prices them out. But those are three things. Those are pretty simple things that are not happening enough in certain communities in this country. Yeah, and and, and a verdict, a guilty verdict, is not going to change that. Yeah, and do we have time to get into the most recent shooting? Cause I, I don't know. We're at thirty we're, minutes we're, right now. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean. This one's pretty, we can cover it pretty fast because it's an ongoing thing. We'll, just ask LeBron we'll, James, let's call it. Yeah, yeah, LeBron James. Is, uh, Look, a girl, a girl was shot and killed because she was trying to murder somebody else. She, she didn't, like the, the media wants you to believe, to be uh, Micaiah Wright, I believe her name was, uh, that she was an unarmed girl. Bryant, I think. Micaiah Bryant, yeah. yeah. Uh, shot by police, innocently minding her own business. Uh, the police shot her when she was in the middle of the act of stabbing another black girl. So the police saved a black life by taking a black life, and it's indicative of systemic racism in this country. Don't don't buy the crap. This is and by the way. Hey, this was a good shooting. Like this was a cop acting appropriately, and dare I say heroically to save the life of other individuals. Hero. And by the way, mid swing. A bullet would be the only thing that yeah, taser, would stop. The, I've heard taser. Yes, yeah. yeah. A taser would not have right, stopped her. Exactly. Yeah. And here's the thing about tasers: it's like so it's like a gun, but you can only fire it once, and it has to hit you with both, both prongs. Uh, so if one of them misses, it's ineffective. And they say, "Oh, why don't you use pepper spray?" Well, to hit or have pepper spray be effective, you have to hit them in the front of their face. I can pepper spray you in the back of the head all I want. And unless it gets in your eyes, nose, or mouth, it's really not going to do well, much. Well, it, it'll, 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 it'll eventually, cloud, eventually yes, it, it'll, it'll jack you up. But when someone up. is in the middle of stabbing, stabbing that's not going to yeah. stop The anything. weirdest take on this has been is, is that, well, knife, t we just leave them alone. They, they're just having a knife fight, and yeah. it happens all the time. I go, well, if that's happening all the time, you guys, got, that's a problem. Come on, guys, the, the sharks and the jets are I don't know about you, I grew up, we would fight and stuff, but I don't remember us doing knife this fighting. Like, yeah, yeah. Remember when Obama said, yeah. we will bring a gun to a knife fight? He meant that metaphorically, but uh, leftists have been taking that. Valerie Jarrett, his his former Obama's top advisor, yeah. is playing that. So basically, that card. come on, racist America, so, let the teens have nice. So fights. what you're so you're okay with 
blacks killing other blacks. There was just it, a... As, as, it, they didn't say like that it was a white officer. There was a 13-year-old right. black girl who was just was stabbed a, to death by another black girl in Chicago. Wasn't there a black police officer or two? Yes, but yeah. like the, a teenage girl stabbed another teenage girl in Chicago, black-on-black -black crime. The only people talking about it right now are conservative news outlets trying to make the point that if a cop had been there, they could have saved that girl's life. Like... It used to be universally true that if you pick up a weapon and try to attack somebody with it... You're a bad person. You forfeit your right to be alive. Yeah. Like, if, if someone needs to defend that person from you, or that person is defending themselves, they have every right to By do it. By the way, if I have a weapon and you come at me with a knife... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, of course, they... The I give you guys permission to shoot the person if they, they're trying yeah. to kill me with a knife. The media immediately wants to cut to, you know, the girl's mother saying, Oh, she was a, a kind and motherly soul... I mean, we've all been there where our mother comes at us with a butcher knife, right? Mm -hmm. our, our, our nurturing, loving mothers who also get stabby from time to time. We, 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 we can all relate to that, right? Or maybe no. we're just kind of insane, and the video of her attacking the girl with a knife should be as so, open and shut as this thing needs they, to be. They needed to, so they got the justice they wanted. The, the same yes, day. The it, justice. It, within hours. Because it was never about Chauvin. It was never about George Floyd. Of course not. It, they never wanted justice. Because if you admit that justice was achieved through the system, your whole narrative of why we need to abolish the system falls apart. So now we have pivoted to this new girl. And honestly, and this one is, George this Floyd will uh, go by the wayside. We, yeah. no, one, no one will mention this case ever again. Because Until the next it's one. not convenient anymore. Until the next one. It, I, I, it's, it's closed. I'm and waiting. It didn't work for them. Here's what I'm waiting for: the George Floyd Act, or the George. That's what they're calling no, it. The, the, yeah, I, I, well, well, the the squad members proposed the Breathe Act and all these oh, things. Oh, yeah, that's right. It, it, it will exist Tim in, Scott, in naming. Tim Scott tried the Republican. They did, but it was a Republican, so they weren't going to work with him. What I want, what I want is I want these. If you. What would be great is if every representative had to actually mm. drive and go through what the police go through. Get some training. Get some training and, and see what it's like out there in the real world. These people have no idea what it is. None. Um, I think we, we're getting close to that time. But as, as with every other yeah. thing in the world, they don't understand what they're legislating because we have created a new class of politicians that are out of touch with basic reality, and we're now being governed by career politicians who have spent 50 plus years telling us what to do without ever actually going out there. They want to ban guns, but they drop thousands on armed security. They want to defund the police, but they've never once actually been in an area where crime is committed other than the halls of Congress. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're, we're being ruled by politicians who have no idea how life actually works. But uh, if you're watching this, that's show, that's why government should be should be uh, should be small. No. Yeah. If you're watching well, the show, odds are good. One of the many reasons. Here's the thing. But that's one of the reasons that it should be. Every day, I, I'm getting closer to closer, closer and closer to w hoping the bombs drop. <laughs> that's <laughs> where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I'm at the point where I'm like, all right, we're done. This is. I'd, ra I'd rather us go, all go in a ball of flame than what aliens. I, are you aliens, here? Whatever. <laughs> I want something. Take us out. 
Because this path that we're going down is not good. It's not good, and it's painful to watch. And and it, it, it's hard to because I'm always trying to look for the how to come. Is it going to get better? Is there opti- It's hard to be optimistic right now. Like it's hard to be. That's what I'm saying. I wonder, That's exactly what I'm saying. I, I mean, we've been through so many challenges as a country. We've overcome so much, but it's like, and I, I still want to believe that we will. But my gosh, how, there's so much work to. It's going to take us decades to have any chance anyway. But if you can't be hopeful, the very least you can be is informed. That's why we're here. Yeah. Yep. And hopefully you liked what you heard today. If and you, learned something. Yeah. If you learned something, awesome. And hopefully you agreed with what we said. If you did, like, share, do all that stuff asked to the beginning. Become a member of Freedom Wire. Real easy to do. It's not that hard. Click that link and uh, we'll help keep you informed as much as we can. As long as they, they allow our site to stay up. We will do whatever we can. Which, uh, you know, you never know, know now. Any, any, so big know. tech is pushing. And that's why if you, uh, you're you frustrated by big tech like YouTube, you can find this podcast on Spotify. Head over there, subscribe to us at the Freedom Wire Podcast. Get all these episodes as soon as they go live on YouTube. Uh, audio-only versions, unfortunately. You can't see our beautiful faces, but you can listen to the sultry sound of our voices. Take us with you on the go. Uh, make sure you never miss an installment. Make sure you... Uh, Subscribe, because those numbers help us out, and we appreciate the support over there, too. Also, make sure to check the links in the description below to articles we talked about today. Uh, Pretty much everything we discussed, and even more, is available there in written form. If you don't have time to listen to us talk, you can for sure go read our write-ups. And if you don't have time to read the write-ups, come listen to us. Off camera, we have a stenographer. No reason to go to YouTube if you don't have time to listen. But, yeah, for, for sure, uh, click down below, check out what we have to say and more, and uh, subscribe to the website like Sean told you. He gave you all the instructions. Listen to the big bearded guy in the middle. He knows what's That's up. That's me. You got anything you want to leave? Yeah, just r- real quick. Um, black Lives Matter is going to have so many Black Lives blood on their hands for all, when all these cops are dealt, they either take early retirement or they don't sign up and they don't take calls that are in high crime areas where they're African Americans. So I just want the record to show that's what's going to happen. So I hope they're happy. <sighs> on that optimistic note. Yeah, on that optimistic note, yeah. guys, we are Americans. Act try, like it, damn it. <laughs> try to stay free. That is the most important thing. Try to stay free. God bless you guys.